0: Welcome back to Modern Lightworkers. Stop hiding and start shining. This is Janet Bernstein. I am your shine coach and the founder of Modern Lightworkers. And my mission is to help you unleash the magic within you and help you see your own unique light. This is the last episode of our first season. Uh, If you've been listening for a while, we've done a couple of 180s. Um, in that, we've shifted everything that we do and why we do it, um, including who we're interviewing next. And I'm super excited to share that season two is currently underway and will be coming very soon, um, like literally in the next week. And we are interviewing people from all over the world who are sharing their unique light in various ways. Um, they're not all what you might consider a light worker, but if you listen to our last episode, um, I explained that the term modern light worker was really never meant to simply embody the spiritual or woo woo community. It's really about the everyday person who is using their light To light up their own world, to light up their own business. So if you're shining, if you are living your purpose, you're following your passion, you're chasing a dream, you're a modern light worker. So on today's final episode of this season, we're going to keep it short and sweet. And the message is to forgive. I have really struggled with this lesson. Um, over my 41 years here on earth. And uh, I'm gonna be really transparent. You know, forgiveness is probably the biggest gift we can give to ourselves. But it's probably the one that we delay way too often. So I really want to share um, a personal story. Um, I have been pretty transparent with um, most of my followers over the last several years um, in that I grew up kind of a tumultuous childhood. Um, My mother had a mental illness. Um, I believe she had borderline personality disorder. I believe she still does. Um, However, she does deny that diagnosis, so I do want to be... Um, I want to honor that, that information when I share this. Um, over the last several years, um, I haven't had a relationship with my mom. I saw her last almost nine years ago. Um, it took place in a doctor's office where she was seeking treatment, um, for her mental health. And, uh, the probably two or three weeks leading up to that appointment, uh, she had taken herself off of all medication, and she was really struggling and You know this is not coming from a place of judgment; um, this is really coming from you know the love of a daughter who was very worried about her mom and so at that at that appointment, um, I tried to speak to the staff of that doctor 's office. Um, in advance and, and try to give them a heads up um, that she was off her meds and, uh, and that I was seeing some really manic behavior. Um, and if you've read my book, Pizza on the Floor, uh, you'll know about some of that manic behavior and some of the reasons why um, I, uh, I believed my mom was in danger, um, in, in danger of hurting herself. And uh, unfortunately, that appointment did not go as planned. And uh, it ended with her pretty much screaming at me um, that she wished I had never been born. And I walked out of that doctor's office, I got in my car, I sat there for about a minute, and I just sort of told myself, I'm not going to be upset, I'm not going to be upset, it's just her mental illness talking. Um, but then I proceeded to break down um, and cry for probably 20 minutes straight. Um, when I finally stopped crying, I picked up the phone and I called my boyfriend at the time, who is now my amazing husband um, of almost seven years, and I told him what happened. And I just told him that I didn't think that I had it in me um, to forgive her again right now. And then I, I needed to take a break and he said to me i'll never forget this conversation but he said to me you know janet if you need a a reason to stand up for yourself for the first time in your life then then you have it he's like you if you need permission i'm giving it to you he's like if you won't give it to yourself i'm going to give it to you and he said you you've dealt with this your entire life and I know that this is weighing you down. And he said, it's okay if you want to drop that burden. And so I drove away from that doctor's office and I didn't look back. And when my mom reached out a few weeks later and tried to sort of restart our relationship and kind of get back on that roller coaster of love and hatred and fighting and accusing and everything that, that really went into it, I said No. And I I let go. I changed my phone number. um, I changed my email address. uh, I blocked her on social media. And I I never looked back. And honestly, for many years, I had a real peace with that decision. I didn't think I made the wrong decision. I didn't doubt it. Um, However, a few years ago, I did start to wonder where she was. And how she was doing, I couldn't find her anywhere. Couldn't find her on social media. She didn't seem to have an active Facebook account or anything on LinkedIn. Uh, didn't know what you know. If she, I assumed she was still alive, but I didn't know if she was. And so I just started wondering, and I couldn't shake the the feeling of curiosity. And then when my grandbaby was born in July of 2020. I really, really got sentimental, and I wanted my mom to know that she was a great grandmother now. And even though all this time had passed, and we left things on, you know, a horrible note, I really wanted to find her. And so about, uh you know, a year and a half ago, I, I started looking for her. And it only happened recently, um, not even maybe six months ago that I finally found her. Um, and it took a few months for her to contact me back. Um, I ended up sending her a message on a Pinterest account, of all things. Talk about crazy. Um, I guess when you're really determined to find someone, um, you find them, right? So I found her, I sent a message on Pinterest, and I waited. And it took about three months for her, I think, to log into that account again. And when she finally saw my message, it sat on scene, uh, for a couple of days. So I knew she had found it. Um, I did have a brief moment of fear, like, maybe this isn't her, maybe this is somebody else that just has this account. And um, But then she responded back. And uh, I sent her my phone number. And I told her the news that she was a great grandmother. And I said that I really wanted to connect with her. And I waited for her to text me back. And over the last few months, we've been texting back and forth. Um, We started very slow trying to sort of re, you know, engage this mother-daughter relationship, even though we've never really had a traditional mother-daughter relationship before. Um, But I was hopeful, Um, despite all the water under the bridge, I was hopeful. And something sort of popped up where um, I had the opportunity to go and see where she lived. And uh, it was a, it's an eight and a half hour drive from my house. And so I asked my husband if he would be interested in taking that little road trip. And he said yes. And so I booked a condo, a um, little cabin for the night, and um, planned this trip. I did all sorts of stuff, got my, my car um oil changed and tires rotated and did all those little things you're supposed to do. I also created an epic playlist on Spotify Um, and it was all supposed to occur this past weekend. Uh, We were supposed to leave Friday morning and stay there for two nights. And then on Sunday, which at the time of this recording was yesterday, is yesterday. Um, It was actually her 60th birthday, and we were going to be there to celebrate. So I had started putting together little items for a gift basket, and I was super excited um, that I was going to see her on her birthday for the first time in in almost nine years. And a few days before we were supposed to leave on our trip, I got a text from her that basically said she was uncomfortable with seeing me and that uh, too much time had passed and that she really wasn't sure uh, that she wanted to, you know, re-engage this relationship, and she asked me not to come. And uh, honestly, um, if this had been 10 years in the past, I mean, I probably would have broke down and cried again. Um, but it was very interesting that I didn't do that this time. It didn't affect me the same way as it always has. In fact, um, there was almost a little sense of relief um, that she did this before we made that drive. Um, there was definitely sadness and disappointment. And, you know, if I'm being real and and how I help my own clients through some of the things they're struggling with, you know, I, I can write a list of all the different emotions that I probably cycled through in a short amount of time. And that's okay. I'm okay with having those emotions. No one ever said emotions were bad. But over the next couple of days, it wasn't just left at, you know, her telling me she didn't want me to come. Um, her text messages soon shifted from, you know, I don't want to see you to I hate you. And a lot of really angry words, um, criticisms, you know, um, blame, a whole lot of things that um, very, I would say very synonymous with her mental health and, and what I used to see. Um, but, I guess disappointing nonetheless. And so the final text message um, that I sent her was, um, you know, I'm sorry that we couldn't, um, that we couldn't, you know, figure this out and, uh, and I wish you well. And, uh, and I left it at that. And, you know, what's crazy is um, I do have peace. You know, I wrote a blog post about this and, and I do have peace about, about how it went. I do believe I put myself out there. I forgave. I I extended that olive branch. Um, Now, not only did she not receive the olive branch, she sort of torched it and threw it back at me. (laughs) But, um, but as I sit here, you know, the day after her 60th birthday, um, I realize that she's no longer leaving a hole in me that needs to be filled. Um, I already healed that hole a long time ago, and I healed it through self-love and self-care and finding within me the strength to move forward, to handle the tough stuff. Um, a lot of people I, I see on Facebook all the time, you know, say things like, you know, I just want my mom or I miss my mom or, um, you know, my mom is my hero and And honestly, those messages don't hurt me anymore. They're not triggers. Um, In fact, they feel foreign sometimes because I've never had that. I've never had that feeling of my mom is my hero or anything like it. Um, I know that ultra independence is a trauma response now. I do know that. Um, But I'm also really thankful that I learned that independent side and then I really that I mastered it because it did make this a lot easier. So I told you at the beginning of this that the the message for today was forgiveness. So I'm working on it again today. You know, I'm going to tell you that forgiveness is a never-ending mission. It is a daily goal. It is something we need to strive for often and as much as we can in our lives. And so as I'm processing my grief, my anger, my sadness, whatever emotions that have cycled through once again with this interaction with my own mom, I want to encourage you to think about who in your life you are giving the power to. Who do you need to forgive? And where do you need to release and let go? And if you're having trouble figuring out perhaps why it's affecting you, or if you haven't forgiven someone and why, just close your eyes. Close your eyes and really ask yourself who in your life is pulling on you in some way, or who from your past has affected you in a negative way? Where are you holding on to that emotion? Where do you feel it in your body? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your heart? Is it in your head? Who knows? It's different for everybody. But really ask yourself, where is that emotion coming from? Where do I feel it? And how is it affecting me? So for me, the refusal in the past to forgive my mom resulted in me not getting close to people. I kept everyone at arm's length. I definitely have trust issues and I still struggle with that often. I have to catch myself and remind myself that it's okay to let people in. So today, I just want to encourage you, whatever you're struggling with, you are not alone. And if you want to be a modern light worker today, send light to yourself. Find a way to forgive. Find a way to release anything that is holding you back, that's preventing you from shining your light. I hope this helped you today. Um, I hope that you find peace in whatever your relationships bring you. I know that 2021 is full of craziness in so many ways for so many people. I hear it so often. And so I'm just sending you lots and lots of love today. Thanks for joining us on Modern Lightworkers. That is a wrap on season one. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for season two where we are going all across the world to find people who are shining their light in a big way. Have a great day.